what's going on family happy tuesday welcome to another edition of the faction quick hits i hope all is well and i hope that things are going absolutely swimmingly in your world certainly there's so much continuing to happen in the world of pro wrestling but in the midst of that i am glad and i am hopeful that you are well thank you for your continued support of what we do here at the faction whether that be on the socials instagram facebook and twitter at the faction show or of course if you're subscribed to our podcast in any of the outlets that we are spotify apple google thank you so much your continued support of what we're doing means all the world to us and i want to throw this out there because you just never know right if you're interested in uh, partnering with the faction and you'd like to sponsor some episodes, et cetera, et cetera, it's super easy to do. Shoot me an email, Gerard at getbonnerfied.com. Again, that's Gerard, G-E-R-A-R-D at getbonnerfied, G-E-T-B-O-N-N-E-R-F-I-D-E. Dot com, and we can talk through the ways that you can partner with the faction where we can share whatever it is that you're doing, your product, your business, your service with our faction nation. And I think everybody would benefit from it for sure. So with that said, lots to get into. I want to start with a piece of news that we shared yesterday on our socials, and that is the latest inductee into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. And that would be the one and only Brian Danielson. So if your first exposure to Brian Danielson was his entry into WWE as Daniel Bryan, or maybe even what he's done with AEW, you may not realize why this particular Hall of Fame induction is so significant. He actually was in the main event of the debut show for Ring of Honor back in 2002. And he's done some incredible things there, including winning the ROH world title in 2005 with a record 38 successful title defenses. His 462-day reign as ROH world champion is the third longest in history. And speaking of history, he made history in 2006 when he defeated arch rival and ROH pure champion Nigel McGuinness to merge the titles. He also won the inaugural survival of the fittest tournament in 2004 and main evented Ring of Honor's first pay-per-view in 2007. Now, one of the neat things that happened, well, I don't know if it's neat, but it certainly shows his tenacity and his just dedication to the business. He had a match with the then world champion in 2007, Takeshi Morishima. Four minutes into the match, he suffered a detached retina as a result of the Japanese powerhouse's clubbing blows. So with that said, did he stop the match? He didn't. He actually continued the match for another 20 minutes, which is crazy. He would go on to leave Ring of Honor in 2009 to head over to WWE, and we know about his WWE career, winning multiple world championships, headlining WrestleMania, just really starting a movement, and at one time, you could argue that Brian Danielson was the most popular wrestler in WWE. Who can forget WrestleMania 30, 2014, the two big headlines coming out of there, of course, is the Undertaker streak being broken and Brian Danielson, a.k.a. Daniel Bryan, winning the world championship. Huge, huge night. Definitely a career 
changing night for him. He's gone on, of course, to AEW, and he's doing amazing things there, including having two absolute barn burner world title matches and that 30-minute draw, that classic, instant classic with Kenny Omega. So Brian Danielson is your next inductee into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. And he joins, of course, the Briscoes in there as well, who, of course, what other tag team signifies or represents Ring of Honor better than the Briscoes? So both of those are inductees into the Hall of Fame. Now, there are still some questions, and my questions are a couple of things. First of all, we're going to find out throughout February who else will be inducted into this inaugural class which will happen on Mondays. So we still have two Mondays to go to find out who will be inducted into this inaugural class. Now, here's what we don't know. I'm assuming, and it's probably not safe to assume, but I am assuming that there will likely be a ceremony during WrestleMania week when Ring of Honor makes its grand return for the Supercard of Honor in the Dallas, Texas area. So there's that. If there isn't a ceremony, then that'll be interesting as well. But what I want to talk about in looking at this is the proliferation and the rise of wrestling halls of fame. Are there actually any halls of fame that actually have a physical building? I want to dig into that as well. And just what does it mean for a wrestler to be in the Hall of Fame? And does it change how you view said wrestler? We're going to talk about all of that when we come back. Southern Honor Wrestling is now on IWTV. Relive the biggest moments and memories from SHW's historic first year. I'm in Dallas Vegas here at Southern Honor Wrestling. Chris what? Jericho is here and can't watch out. It's going on. Oh, my God. Give me Omega. Oh, man. Over you. Oh. Because we're just getting started. Don't miss another second of SHW, the fastest growing independent promotion in the Southeast. Check out Southern Honor Wrestling now at independentwrestling.tv. New subscribers use promo code SHW to get five free days. SHW, this is our wrestling. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? Well, you know, I gotta plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown, and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm gonna start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But then I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were going to be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perception's reality. How did we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm going to do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me if 
You don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people. I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. How about that? The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever going to happen here. Word a few minutes later. It was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year is going to be mine. COVID. <laughs> I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there's a them and there's a you, there will always be a S-H-W. All right, guys, this is a very special Hall of Fame edition of The Faction. Of course, we mentioned on the first half of the show that Brian Danielson is the latest inductee into the inaugural class of the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. We're still looking to figure out when that Hall of Fame induction ceremony will happen and what that will look like. Will there actually be a physical Hall of Fame for Ring of Honor? I don't know, but I can tell you that already it is the second Wrestling Hall of Fame ceremony we've had in 2022. Yeah, and it's only February. The first one happened just a couple of weeks ago in partnership with GCW as they presented their inaugural class of 2022 for the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame. And the inductees included Tracy Smothers, Ruckus, Homicide, Jerry Lynn, Dave Prezak, and Lufisto. And so it really got me to asking, besides the fact of who else could end up in the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame, which in my mind, there are a few people who could probably fill those last two spots. CM Punk being one of them, Samoa Joe being the other, and you could make an easy argument for Jay Lethal. I think those are your three leading candidates to take those next two spots that we'll find out about in a couple of weeks. With that said, though, it got me to thinking, number one, are there physical buildings for these halls of fame? We know WWE does not have one, and by some accounts, they're considered to be the most prestigious. Impact Wrestling, who has a hall of fame, does not have a building either. You'd be interested to know that amongst all of the pro wrestling halls of fame, there right now is actually only one that has a physical building. That is the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame and Museum, which was previously located in Amsterdam, New York and Schenectady, New York. It is now found in Wichita Falls, Texas, which, by the way, happens to be the home of Keith Lee. So this museum and Hall of Fame was founded in 1999. And its purpose is to preserve and promote the dignified history of professional wrestling and to enshrine and pay tribute to professional wrestlers who have advanced this national pastime in terms of athletic and entertainment. It is important to know that it is not affiliated with any specific promotion. So that means a couple of things. One of the things that I think it means is that they actually get an opportunity to be objective in the people that they induct. So there really is no 
a whole lot of politicking. There isn't any sort of we're going to lean more towards WWE accomplishments versus NWA accomplishments like it could be any of those things. Right. So it's interesting because they have multiple categories in which one can be inducted, which includes the pioneer era, the television era, the modern era, tag team international era, midget wrestlers, lady wrestlers, the colleague and territory division, the referee division, the executive division, there is the New York State Award and the Senator Hugh Farley Award. So let's talk a little bit about these. So the pioneer era is for wrestlers who were active between the Civil War era and 1946. And I think all of this is really good to know because when you hear some of the names, you'll understand the reasons why. The television era is considered wrestlers active between the years of 1947 and 1984. And what this organization considers to be the modern era is wrestlers active between 1985 to present. So that's a far different definition of what the WWE is currently calling the modern era, which you would have to say is post ruthless aggression era. And that's kind of murky. It's like 2007, 2008 that we begin that. All right. The tag team category kind of makes sense. It's for tag team wrestlers. The international category are for wrestlers, obviously, who've wrestled in another country or other countries outside of the U.S. The midget wrestlers and the lady wrestlers also seems to make sense. Now, here's what's different. The colleague or territory division is designed for managers, valets, announcers, photographers, and those wrestlers who were the journeymen for the business. Now, this name has undergone a change because it was one called the non-participant division and I understand why that particular name might not be the best name for people who have certainly contributed to the business right so again you'd see commentators valets pretty much anyone who is not an in-ring competitor could qualify for the colleague and territory division referees obviously strictly for referees now the executive division and this is important as well this particular division is available for bookers promoters business executives and historians so those who were non-participant division inductees would be classified as executives under these changes that happened in 2018 and it's important that i should mention that the pioneer television and modern era were part of the inaugural class in 2002 with the tag team category being added in 2003 so it's important to note that there are a few of these categories that actually started the inaugural class which included the pioneer television modern midget and lady categories they began in 2002 with the tag team division following in 2003 as well as the colleague territory division, which previously was known as the non-participant division and the New York State Award, which, by the way, that only lasted for two years. It was for individuals who made significant contributions to pro wrestling in the home state of New York. And the Senator Farley Award, which was from 2006 to 2009, was for well-known wrestlers who made significant societal contributions outside of the squared circle. So that's an interesting award. Now, as you can imagine, there are quite a few people who have been inducted into the Hall of Fame, the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, which celebrates its 20th anniversary this year. So names that you're likely familiar with, like Andre the Giant and Lou Fez, Gordon Soley, Vince McMahon Sr., 
is in there in 2004 is when he appeared. Also, you've got legends like George the Animal Steel, Dick the Destroyer Buyer, Jack Briscoe, Nature Boy Ric Flair, which entered in 2006, which is actually before he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, which was circa 2008. Rowdy Roddy Piper, Hulk Hogan, Ted DiBiase, all of these names and many, many more are in the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. So let me just give you an idea of who is in the most recent class, which is the class of 2021, as we've not heard yet about the class of 2022, but the class of 2021 looks pretty interesting. You've got Man Mountain Dean, Paul Bowser, they were both part of the Pioneer Era, which was, of course, was Civil War era to about 1946. Jose Lothario and Tiger Conway Sr. were both part of the television era. In the modern era, you had Mr. USA Tony Atlas and Tommy Wildfire Rich. In terms of a tag team, you had the Rock and Roll Express inducted in 2021. On the international side, you had Leo Burke. The lady wrestler side included Judy Martin and Juanita Kaufman. On the colleague piece, you had Skandor Akbar, an amazing manager, of course, in the world class era. Then on the referee side, you had Ronnie West and an executive would be Don Owen. So that's a look at the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame and Museum, which actually has a physical location that you can go visit. And that is found in Wichita Falls, Texas. Now, if you'd actually like to find out more information about the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, all of its inductees and all of the things that they have to offer, they do have a website. The website is pwhf.org. Again, pwhf.org. Now, I will say this, and there's a couple of things that you probably should know. Right now, of course, the building is in Wichita Falls, Texas, but it is closed right now to spectators and visitors. So you wouldn't be able to go visit right now. Tours have been put on hold right now until further notice because of recent issues with the actual building. And right now, the 20th annual induction ceremony, which was scheduled, of course, to be in 2022, is currently on hold. So I think it'll be very interesting, of course, we'll be taking a look at the 2022 situation once that becomes available, but I really thought it would be pretty neat for us to actually hear about that, to hear that there is a Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame and Museum that you can visit. There's a lot of really, really neat things in there from all of its inductees, some memorabilia, some very, very special things that I think you'll like. Now, if you go to that website, you can see some of the things that are there, which I think is pretty amazing amazing for the museum piece and the like just amazing and if you're a pro wrestling fan this is the kind of thing that will excite you personally i think it's amazing that there is a pro wrestling hall of fame and museum but there is not a brick and mortar for the wwe hall of fame and so i wonder how long it's going to take or if we'll ever even see said museum or hall of fame physically for the WWE. I think there's a ton of money that they're missing. I don't know why they haven't done it yet, but it certainly doesn't seem to be on their list of priorities. Here's what I'm curious to find out from you. Two things. Number one, do you feel like a hall of fame, a wrestling hall of fame needs a brick and mortar, needs an actual building for it to be considered legitimate? Or are you good with the things that we've seen and heard from WWE, now Ring of Honor, Impact, and other spaces which have 
what you could arguably call a virtual Hall of Fame. And I don't even know if you can call it virtual because there's really nothing website wise you can go visit about it. So there's that. The other question that I have for you is this, because we've seen a number of Hall of Famers actually still active. The first time we saw an active wrestler inducted into the Hall of Fame, of course, was Ric Flair in the WWE Hall of Fame in 2008. And of course, you could make the argument that in 2006, when he was inducted into the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, he was definitely, you know, an active wrestler at that particular point. Now, of course, for Ring of Honor, we're seeing folks like Brian Danielson, the Briscoes, who are both active wrestlers, inducted. Lita and Goldberg will be getting world title shots in just a couple of weeks at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, and they are both Hall of Famers. So my question to you is, do you feel like to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, you can no longer be an wrestler we saw edges big comeback a couple of years ago and he's still continuing to wrestle do you think a hall of famer needs to be retired to be considered a member of the hall of fame or not that's what i'd like to hear from you guys so let's chat about that of course on the socials at the faction show instagram facebook and twitter tomorrow we'll likely talk about all that happened on monday night raw last night we'll certainly get you ready for what's going on with aew and then some because apparently there's supposed to be a debut happening tomorrow night with someone signing an AEW contract. Now, we threw out some ideas on yesterday's show, and so you can go back and check that out. But I'd love to hear your thoughts. So hit us up on the socials at The Faction Show and let us know who you think is debuting tomorrow night on AEW Dynamite. And let us know as well, do you think that an active wrestler can be part of the Hall of Fame? Or if you're part of the Hall of Fame, you should be retired. Let us know on the socials at The Faction Show. Until next Next time, family, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. My name is Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. I lead my people, here we go.